in a world where literally anyone can host a podcast. Two stoners come together to unite their marijuana and movie knowledge to bring you the latest movie review, as long as they remember to press record. Welcome to the Blunt Movie Reviews. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Travis Aerosmith, and joining me in an undisclosed location in the Blunt Bunker is my co-host, Jesse Pena. Now, before we get started, we would like to thank everyone for all your continued support. Every like, share, and subscribe, every little bit helps. Please keep it up. And before we get into it, we want to give you a little heads up. This is the Blunt Movie Reviews. We're blunt about our opinions. We're blunt about these movies. We're not here to jerk anyone off. Not Hollywood, not you, or the actors. We're here to save you a little time, a little skipper stream. Watch the movie or continue on. We would like to thank Jerry Tate for giving us the opportunity to screen this movie prior to its nationwide release. And also giving us the sound bites we were able to use in production of this episode. Now, I was pretty excited about this movie because I read about it last year. It was made, but it didn't come out. They wanted a theatrical release, but with everything happening... In the world, it's really bad right now. Yeah, things are getting pushed off. More things are coming to stream. Movie theaters are closing down. Right. And in fact, our being able to review movies have slowed down. In fact, our last movie that we almost reviewed was Fat Man, starring Mel Gibson. And the movie before that that we did review was Forces of Nature, which had Mel Gibson also in it. Also had Mel Gibson, yeah. I mean, we're almost ready to become the Mel Gibson movie reviews at this well, rate. But we're not ready for that yet. No, no. He's not putting out that much work. <laughs> a lot more than you would expect, though. I brought up Mel Gibson, so it's a little clue on what this week's movie is. So what do we got this week? This week we have Boss Level. Now, it doesn't come out until 2021, and it's coming out on Hulu. Hi, and welcome to the Blunt Movie Reviews. We were all set to kick it off with this movie's top cast, starting all the way on top with the director. This movie is directed by Joe Carnahan, who I most fondly remember for 2011's The Gray, which we screened at my house on my projector screen (laughs) uh, on my birthday a couple years back. It stars Liam Neeson who's part of a plane crash in the middle of a, an Arctic wilderness, and he's one of the only survivors, and a pack of wolves, like a huge pack of wolves, is hunting them as they're trying to get to safety. It's a very intense, very good movie. Kind of boring, though. I mean, it takes place in a wild wilderness expanse with almost no other actors in it. Oh, very slow, kind of quiet. Yeah, it's, it's a very good movie, though. It's Liam Neeson. One of the movies I like that Joe's done in the past was 2010's The A-Team, the one where they rebooted with Liam Neeson, Bradley Cooper, Jessica Biel, and Rampage Jackson. I got this. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's The A-Team. I mean, it's a <laughs> bunch of guys that are in the military that get framed, and they pretty much have to go around and try to clear their name. Right. And it's a reboot from a 70s TV show where they just went around and helped people out. Hmm. I'm a big fan of the show. The movie wasn't bad, though. I really liked the movie. Okay. Uh, Bradley Cooper was great. So was Liam Neeson. I, even Rampage Jackson was hilarious every time he'd get pissed off. So starring in this movie was Frank Grillo. Mr. Cricket, I call him. Grillo means cricket in Spanish. So I've been calling him Mr. Cricket for years. <laughs> this is one of the first <laughs> movies that I really liked him in. But... Uh, 
he did a movie just last year, Black and Blue 2019, with uh, Naomi Harris and Mike Coulter. It was pretty much a, uh, a role reversal training day. It was pretty good. I liked it. Uh, I remember him from 2014's The Purge Anarchy. If you've seen any of the Purge series, you kind of understand what I'm going, what I'm talking about. The whole world has one day where they can commit any crime without any penalties or jail sentences to go along with it, and oh, people go go crazy for it. Always go off the rails. All those those movies are. Crazy. Wasn't my favorite one. <laughs> it wasn't my favorite pur- Purge movie, but it, it was it was decent. Well, Joe Carnahan and Frank Grillo are doing a movie, I think, next year with Gerard Butler called Cop Shop. Okay. So I'm going to be looking forward to that. Also in this movie was Naomi Watts. Uh, she she really hasn't done much, but everyone knows who she is. Yeah, uh, it's very that's surprising to me. I was going through her, her 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 screen credits, and she really hasn't been in that many big movies that we can remember. But she has been in some big movies. I chose The Impossible 2012. It's on Netflix. It stars Naomi Watts, Ewan McGregor, and Spider-Man, Tom Holland. It's uh, based on a true story of 2004 when the Thailand tsunami hit, and they were vacationing there and got pretty fucked up. But it's on Netflix, so people can check that out. What'd you pick for Naomi Watts? I went with 2007's Funny Games. It stars Tim Roth, herself, and... Their family moves into a new home in a very rich part of, looks like Connecticut. I'm not really sure where it is. And the day they move in, two guys, boys, men, whatever you want to call them, show up at their house and literally start terrorizing them the moment they move in the house. Like, it's intense. It's a very kind of super intense movie. These kids are literally out there to torture them. And there's no one going to be looking for them because it's kind of remote where they are. If you haven't seen the movie, I definitely recommend it because it's it's actually pretty intense. And the last actor we're going to talk about today is Mel Gibson. I, I've been on the fence of which one to talk about because, I mean, I usually push a set of movies and try to call them a trilogy. But I said to go a different way this week. I'm going to talk about the 1994's Maverick starring Mel Gibson, Jodie Foster, and James Gardner. I almost chose this one. It's oh, a well, yeah. It's a, a Western poker movie and a, just a fun, comedic action poker movie. It's so charming. <laughs> Everyone in the movie does a great job. They really sell the Wild West without beating you over the head with it. Uh, the poker is great, really. I'm, the gunplay. Yeah. It's just a real fun, funny banter. movie. They all have banter with each other that's really funny. If I was going to go with Mel Gibson, like you said, it's really hard not to choose just a series of movies. So I'm just going to choose one. It's 1999's Payback. And it is <laughs> it is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Mel Gibson movie. He plays a, I don't know, uh, a career... A career criminal. Yeah, a criminal who, who makes his living off of making big scores and then kind of coasting off it till he has to do another score. Well, he gets turned on by his best friend for the tune of, like... 70,000? It was 36,000. Yeah. I think that it was the total, but his he took his half, which was 36,000. Yeah, so he, you know, he spends the whole movie just trying to get his money back. He doesn't even care really about the revenge against his friend. He just wants his money so he can move like right off into the sunset. It's it's great. I really yeah. undersold it cuz it's 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 a lot more than that. It's one of my favorite Mel Gibson movies, and if you go watch that, I I have to throw the tr- the fake trilogy in now. All right. I 
Go ahead and watch Get the Gringo, starring Mel Gibson, and Bloodfather, starring Mel Gibson. Bloodfather is on Netflix, but if you watch all three of those, if you bend the story a little bit, it could be. It was a missed opportunity for a trilogy. Right. Travis, hit me with the Movie Guy trailer. reaction to the phones? No, no, I just got back. It's really just luck that you got in touch with me. Oh, yeah. The amount of luck it took to find you in the bar at the bottom of your apartment building. What with the odds? Retired Special Forces Officer Roy Pulver is trapped. I think I'm gonna have to get serious here. in a never-ending time loop on the day of his death. Can you imagine waking up every day with some random asshole like Mr. Good Morning here trying to hack you up with a fucking machete? I don't know how this is possible or why I keep repeating the same day. It's a shit show from the second I open my eyes. Stuck here in the death of a never-ending day. With a group of assassins hunting him down. Sometimes I manage to kill them. But it doesn't matter. They always find me. And eventually, they take me out. You slippery son of a bitch. You're gonna go for that gun? I am not. Do you know why? No. Because I'm gonna get great satisfaction beating the shit out of you. Roy has an unexpected mission. I need a plan now. I need to make somebody pay. They have an army. All I have is time. And he's gonna get it right, no matter how many times he has to die. So do I do a Butch and Sundance Blaze of Glory bit here? Nah. Never say die. That was weird. Frank Grillo, Naomi Watts, and Mel Gibson in Boss Level. Coming to Hulu. 2021. I smell muffins. Do you smell muffins? Now that we got that out of the way, we get to move on to one of my favorite parts of the episode is where we load our glass twisty blunt. Uh, Jesse, what are we smoking this week? This week we're smoking Grape Stomper at 21.19%. Like there's one mystery solved. Now how about we hit that blunt? Review. Well, before we get into the review, I think we should bring up a reference that we're probably going to make at least once or twice throughout this. And that's the Groundhog Day reference. Now, there's movies that have been done in this style before Groundhog Day, but Bill Murray just did such a great job. That's 
become the reference. I mean, we're not the only ones to use it. But uh, 1993, Groundhog Day, starring Bill Murray and Andy McDowell. Bill Murray plays a newscaster that has to go cover Groundhog Day, but he can't escape Groundhog Day. Every day he wakes up, he's there. He kills himself, he wakes up, it's Groundhog Day again. He can't escape it. So now that we put that out there, you'd understand the reference. There's some other movies that have the same kind of concept. Jesse, can you think of any? Yeah, uh, I was thinking like Edge of Tomorrow, uh, the movie starring Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt, where he's... He keeps reliving the battle scene yeah, over and over. until he figures out what's wrong so that he can fix it and get to the next day or, you know. And then a lot of movies have used this kind of, you know, thought process. Well, there's a few that came to mind. Mine... One was Edge of Tomorrow that you just mentioned. Another one was Happy Death Day 1 and 2. We reviewed that just the past couple of years. That was starring Jessica Roth. Uh, there was also Source Code starring Jake Gyllenhaal where he yeah. was on the train and he's yeah. trying to figure out who's blowing the shit up. Maybe Deja Vu to a smaller extent with Denzel Washington. You know what I mean? He kept yeah. coming back to yeah, the same day. Yeah, that's another day. good one. Yeah, It's a very good movie. And then uh, there's two more that I was going to mention that's on Netflix. One's a movie. It's called See You Yesterday. It's when a girl's trying to stop the death of her brother by cops. And then another one starring Natasha Lyonne, uh, Russian Dolls, which is getting a second season. I really like that show. I thought it was pretty good. So now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about this movie a little bit, Boss Level. Jesse, how'd you feel about this movie? Well, I went into this movie not knowing anything about it. So I can't say I was surprised. I, I can't say I wasn't surprised by how good of a movie this was. It wasn't the best piece of, you know, cinematic, you know, filmmaking I've ever seen, but it was very fun. It was action-packed. The story was delivered to you in the increments you needed between the fucking everlasting bullets that just keep streaming through your screen. It It's a fun, fun movie. I really liked it, too. It was... It was funny. I mean, it wasn't like a Seth Rogen laugh the whole time movie funny. It had its moments that you chuckled. But it was a fast-paced action movie with steady camera work. I like steady camera work. I've mentioned that in the past. I like being able to see what I see. I always say Michael J. Fox would be a good director, not a good cameraman. Mm -hmm. But uh, And another thing that you didn't get confused in the fight scene. I That bugs the shit out of me in action movies. When you don't know which one's the star and which one's the bad guy. Because, you know, same color, dark scenery, stuff like that. You don't get confused at all during this movie. And Frank Grillo really reminded me of a youngish Jason Statham, like from the Transporter or Crank, that kind of feel to him. Okay. Because you liked him. He was he was smooth, charismatic, funny, and a badass. Yeah, and I, the jokes that were given to you situationally, um, I really enjoyed all the different ways he died. I mean, because he's reliving the same day over and over again, and he died. They they really got creative with how they killed him and the ways they killed him. Oh yeah, I really. And they like... didn't pull any punches. They showed it all. Like that's what I liked about it. Yeah, and when they show a montage of his death scenes, I mean, it it's set up well, and they have the right time for it. Just uh, Frank Grillo's commentary throughout the movie is yeah. really just entertaining. Absolutely, uh, I thought even his um, the the kid that was in the movie. I thought he, the kid did a really good part for what he did in the movie. Um, I thought maybe there could have been more of an emphasis on the bosses that he was fighting, because there was a there was a group of enemies that he had to just you know to fight that were constantly killing him. I thought maybe they could add a little more I don't know backstory, but not too much. You know yeah. what I mean? A little more uh, banter, maybe. Yeah, because there was uh, one character, Guan Ling, 
And she was my favorite character in the movie. And I would just love to know what, where she came from. Yeah, she was hilarious. They should give her a little spinoff. Right, absolutely. And uh, the fighting choreography in this movie was very well done. It was smooth like a, a Jackie Chan movie almost. Uh, almost but like, a, like a, when it needed to be, it was almost like John Wick. But most of the time, since he was dying a lot, it was a lot like John Wick who tripped over a banana peel. And it was great. (laughs) It was great. You know, the way they they really sold all the ways he died. I mean, really. They made it more realistical. Because you're not going to get everything right the first time. You know, uh, John Wick walking through a, a room full of people shooting at him. He's gonna die. Come on, those bullets flying everywhere. I'd say the only the only real thing I didn't really uh, maybe there were two things, but the one thing that I didn't like about it was the video game aspect of the of the movie was I felt kind of tacked on at the end. Um, it didn't really feel like it it belonged in the movie. They just kind of like how does it make this sense? How does how does this make sense? All right, let's just make it about video games, right? Yeah. Well, this movie was originally called Continue back in two thousand twelve when the Joe Carnahan first started getting the project off the ground with Frank Grillo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean about it. How it's kind of extra. It wasn't really needed, but yeah, like um, like maybe they were afraid that people were gonna say they were kind of like Edge of Tomorrow, like we talked about yeah. earlier with well, Tom Cruise. It just, but I, I think it was I, enough I, different. I like the corniness to it. Yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of Crank. It wasn't too serious, and and I really loved how self aware he was that. If he died, he'd just come back. So he wasn't afraid to self harm himself, or or if, in, in order to take someone else out, kill himself too. You know. Yes. Uh, and I think the other, the only other part I would say that I didn't enjoy, there needed to be more Mel Gibson. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I at least wanted a good Mel Gibson rant. You know, where that vein starts pulling out of popping out of his head, his face gets all red, and he's draw. You know, I thought there would be more action sequences with Mel Gibson as well, and there wasn't as many as I thought there would be. Well, he's getting up there. He's getting up there. Well, with movies, he's made like three movies last year. So I mean, he's still active, man. It's crazy. He had to spread himself out. He could have been sore from Fat Man. I didn't even know that he was still making movies using his producing company, Scott Free. I had no idea. Is that what he produced? Although, like the Blood Father and. I'm not too sure. I think so. Okay. I mean, he had that problem with Hollywood back in the day, so yeah. he really had to do his own. He had his to own go on leg his own work. thing. Yeah. So he do, he was he is still so talented though. You know what I mean? Uh, he's I, not the same as he was, but he's still really good. I, I fucking love Mel Gibson. Yeah. He's he's awesome. I've always enjoyed his movies. So, Jesse, would you skip or stream this movie? I, since there's no uh, theatrical releases, really, I. I would I say when this movie comes out on Hulu, you definitely give it a chance. It's a fun Friday Saturday night movie. Hell, even watching it before you go to bed, you just it'd be a good movie to watch. I'm with you. I also say stream, check it out. It's a fun action movie. It's kind of stupid, but it's entertaining. Normally we'd roll into our favorite game, Reboot Madness, but this week we're doing a little different. We've been working on uh, the side project of Reboot Madness, turning it into its own show. So if you listen to this, just check out Blunt Movie Reviews. It'll be Reboot Madness. The episode comes out with this episode. So uh, anything you want to say, Jesse? Thanks for listening. That's great. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Like, share, subscribe, uh, pass us around. Tell people you uh, like that you like the show. People you don't like, still tell them 
you like the show. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. lie to them. I don't care. <laughs> uh, we want to thank everyone again for listening, and uh, check out the full episode of Reboot Madness. Have a good one. All right, Bob, that wraps it up. Roll credits. Let's get out of here. Good job, everyone. Good job. We hope you enjoyed this World 7 production.